Welcome to the 10th Region Weekly, 10th Region Tournament Edition on the Stay Hot Podcast. Alongside me is Evan Dennison. And Evan, uh, probably one of my favorite weeks of the season today. this week is uh, the regional tournaments across the state. Obviously, we're going to talk about the 10th, but um, it's just one of the most exciting, kind of busiest weeks of the year because we find out who's going to rep here in a couple – actually, it's about two weeks from now. Three weeks, maybe. I know it's third week in March, I believe. But uh, um, we had some exciting uh, district tournaments in the 10th. And, you know, now we know who's going to represent which districts in the regional tournament. And that gets going underway tomorrow. Yeah, it's the greatest time in uh, in sports. You know, March is, March is tomorrow. Can't wait for that. And then, you know, you, you get to reach a tournament week. And, and like you said, it's, it's, it's my favorite week of the year. You know, I mean, state tournament, too, is great. But uh, – you know the region is 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 eight teams you've you've seen all year uh, throughout the season, and you love you love seeing those matchups and those those coaches go head to head. You know, especially in the tenth region where there's you know so many good coaches uh, spread out throughout the region, and you got teams, and you just you love to see how they progress or or how those matchups shape out. So uh, really excited. Um, you know, I I got lucky to to get a taste of it already. I, I know you you did as well in, in the region tournament with the girls, and I got to see some boys ninth region action last night. So uh, the tenth gets going on Wednesday, which is tomorrow, and you know we're we're, we're pumped to get it going uh, as well as I'm sure the players, the coaches, the fans, and all these communities. Well, it's funny that you know we always record on Sundays, but you had to cover for uh, the ninth region. I couldn't record yesterday because you know we played in the tenth region tournament and. Um, Lost a close one to a really good discipline Montgomery County team, but you know I still like my team. I'm still proud of what we've done this year, and but um, you know so we're recording here on Tuesday afternoon, and just to show our fans the dedication, just to show our fans the dedication of the Stay Hot Podcast. Evan is currently recording on his phone while driving along the Double A Highway in route to cover the Scott Brighton County girls game tonight in the tenth. So. Um, we just can't get enough basketball and, you know, Evan talked about the state tournament, but you know, when the state tournament looms around, I think I'm more focused on March madness and college basketball and, you know, all that get going, but you know, we've got about three more weeks left of basketball, high school and college. So we might as well enjoy it. So, um, yeah. let's start hey, out but before we get going, congrats, congrats to your team. You know, you guys. Won over 20 games this year. Uh, you know, you won the, the media coach of the year. You had a really solid senior class. You won district. And, um, you know, you guys really uh, made some barriers this year. So so congrats to you and, and those girls at, at Pendleton County. I appreciate that. Yeah, we we uh, enjoyed that district tournament. First time in 10 years that they'd won a district. And that was really our goal. We kind of set the uh, um, our motto as one team, one mission. And our mission was to put another year on our district championship banner. So I'm just proud of our seven seniors that they were able to experience that. And, you know, just to watch the Pendleton County community rally behind us and around us as we, uh, you know, cut down the nets and then just went into regional play. And we actually got the right bracket that we wanted. We just kind of got a rough draw there with Montgomery and their history in the 10th region. But, you know, our girls showed up, battled, and, you know, 50-50 game with two minutes ago. And um, we had some unfortunate breaks of the way the ball bounced, but that's just part of basketball. And hopefully that experience, we learned from it and able to maybe progress a little bit farther along in the next regional tournament. But, um, 
you know, let's start off on the boys' side here. The first game of the um, regional tournament will be the uh, homestanding Mason County Royals, who are the winners of the 39th district, and they'll be facing Nicholas County Blue Jackets, um, the runners-up of the 38th. And, you know, a couple different things here. I just want to say congratulations to John Michael Wrights and his Blue Jackets. I think this is their first regional experience or regional tournament experience since, like, 2013 or 14. So, you know, congratulations. 13, 10 years. Yeah. Congratulations to Nicholas County on that. But, um, you know, their reward for uh, making the regional tournament is drawing the host Mason County in the first game. So, um, you know, Mason County coming off a very strong district tournament where um, they had to play to beat Brighton County. Probably one of the more exciting games, you know, in the region. This is that first night of district tournament. And then they just put a 40 40- – a 40 piece on Augusta in the finals, which, you know, I didn't get a chance to watch because we played the same night, but um, it seemed like Mason County was clicking on all cylinders. You know, Augusta's not a bad team. They're a regional tournament team and Mason County won by 40 plus. And, um, you know, once again, this is going to be an uphill climb for Nicholas County, but, uh, you know, coach Wrights deserves some credit for getting his boys here. And I'm sure they're going to do what they've done all year and they're going to go into that game and fight and compete. Yeah. You know, a, a great uh, a great accomplishment for them. But now, you know, hey, here comes the big boys. And uh, it seems as if Mason County saved all their shots for the uh, district championship game compared to maybe the, the first-round game with Bracken County, which those two teams, you know, surprised me that there was only, I believe, 81 combined points total. Uh, it was 43-38, if I, if I remember correctly, for the final there in – you know, you've got uh, two scorers on each team that probably almost equal that amount of scoring output. Um, so it, it, it seemed like the tempo there was was a slowed down game. And, you know, Mason County ended up prevailing and continued the streak of, of wins over Bracken County. And now they'll take on a Nicholas County team where, you know, their, their sole focus uh, is, is going to surround a lot uh, of Wyatt Clark and, I imagine they're going to throw multiple bodies at him, whether it be, you know, KG Walton, uh, whether it be Terrell Henry, um, you know, whether it be maybe some 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 other guys that, that, that come in off the bench and, and, and provide a spark too. So I'll be curious to see how they, they, they handle that dynamic. And then, um, you know, Mason's going to have the clear size advantage there with, with Riley Mastin and Phillip Beerley down low and, and crashing the boards. So, how does Nicholas do that, and how do they handle their pressure? Um, I remember when the two played last year. Nicholas did give him a fight and a battle for a little while, but I just think as the game wore on, um, their guards struggled with Mason County's pressure, and, and the Royals ended up, you know, pulling away for for a big victory. So, um, you know, it, we'll we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out in, in those dynamics and you know with with those matchups. But I just I see Mason, you know, on their home home court kind of, you know, taking this one comfortably, but, you know, don't, don't take Nicholas slightly. They're, they're going to come in battle and, and the way coach Wrights has, has built that program up, you know, they're going to want to compete and, and be a competitive team out there. You kind of uh, took everything I wanted to say as well. So that means we're on the same page, but um, <laughs> a lot of people don't want to necessarily, you know, I hear a lot of people talk about class A schools and class A players like, uh, well, they score a lot of points because they get more opportunities or they don't play anybody. Their schedule's kind of weak. And I hope um, – I don't see this being a close game in the end. 
I kind of agree with what you've said, but Mason County's depth pressure, you know, 84 feet or whatever is probably going to wear on the, the Blue Jackets. But I hope everybody shows out and gets a chance to see Wyatt Clark play. The kid is smooth. He's a player. I don't care what team he's on. Um, he can flat out play the game of basketball. And I think he's fun to watch play. He can score at all three levels. He goes up and dunks it two-handed with ease. Um, likes the little mid-range game as well as the three-point shot. But I just hope that 10th Region basketball fans um, come out and enjoy what they're about to see from Wyatt Clark. But um, And I also agree with you that Mason County is going to throw multiple bodies at Wyatt. Um, you know, they're, they're fortunate that they've got three or four guys that can keep up with him, and they're just going to wear him down in the long run. But um, – very good player, and um, but you know, like you said, Mason County. Um, I want to talk about that Mason Bryant County game for a minute because I think what I what I saw there is what I needed to see. That Mason County was able to win one of those slow, grinded out type games. You know, Mason County likes to get up and down the floor with the rest of them, and it kind of surprised me because that's Bryant County's style as well. You know, Blake and Caden get up and down the floor and score a lot of points, but. Um, I watched that game, and I'm not thinking that it was poor offense. I'm thinking it was kind of good defense on both team, on both sides. But um, I think we both agree that, you know, Mason County is going to make it to the semifinals on Monday um, in that first game. And they'll play the winner of um, Campbell County, who's the winners of the 37th district, against Paris, who's the runners-up of the 40th district. And, um, you know, I think uh, – Eric Russell, you know, we kind of mentioned before the season that this could potentially be his last. He hasn't said for sure one way or the other. And I think um, his team is poised to make a run here. Um, Evan, can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, there. I don't know. Something happened with my computer there, and it went crazy. But um, – Yeah, just well, you know – how the double a works and i could get spotty at some points but uh bear with me yeah no problem but uh just uh this game with campbell and paris um you know campbell i think has a way deeper team probably more talented team from top to bottom but paris does have a couple really good players and malachi ashford and jakari ransom and um how do you see this game shaking out do you think paris is capable of uh playing four quarters with Campbell. You're really familiar with Campbell. You've seen them a lot more than me. What's your take on this game? Yeah, you know, this one intrigues me because it's a rematch of last year's quarterfinal matchup where Campbell was just the more physical team. You know, Parrish just was not ready for that physicality and what Campbell County was able to throw at them, whether it be offensively on the glass or defensively. Um, Now that Malachi Ashford and Jakari Ransom are a year older, those two kids are electric in the backcourt. They've, they've showed up in big games for the Greyhounds this season, and, and it seems like they're playing their best ball at the right time. Um, now, what will that mean come, you know, Wednesday night at, at 745? I don't know. I, I just think this Campbell's team is uh, taking on the mantra that they have the last decade. You know, they, they play their best basketball this time of year, and tomorrow happens to be March. So this is when they, they, they rise to, to the occasion. They've got – their most elite scorer in their program history with Aiden Hamilton and then Jake Gross, a sharpshooter. And he really impressed me in the district championship against Scott on just a variety of ways. He was able to hurt Scott, whether it be 
from the three-point line or, or getting into the lane. And, um, you know, who does Paris have to guard Hamilton? And, and then, you know, Campbell's role players have really bought into their roles too with uh, Garen Jackson and Jaden Combs and Connor Wynon, Keegan Hill, Nathan Smith. I can just keep going on and on for what those guys are able to produce. So, you know, I I, I think it'll be a little tighter than last year. I think Campbell ended up getting the game to a, to a running clock. He's not close to it, winning by like 32, I believe. But I expect it to be closer this year. And if, if I think if Paris can hang around, they can make it interesting because, you know, when it comes to March, it's all about guard play. You know, if, if those guards can handle their pressure and, and get, get, get what they want, um, it, it reminds me maybe of a few years ago when, when Blake and Caden Reed put one of the biggest scares uh, into Campbell County in that tournament. They took them to double overtime. Now, can Ashford and, and Ransom provide a, uh outcome similar to that? We'll see, but uh, this is one of the more intriguing first-round games to me. But I just think Campbell's physicality at the end of the day is, is, is what's going to help them prevail and, and, and pull away in this one. Well, and – I've watched uh, Malachi Ashford play a few times this year, and the one thing I think I like most about his game is how fearless he plays. He will pull from anywhere if he's open. He'll, you know, he'll attack the the rim. He's just he's a nice player, and I, uh, as a freshman in the tenth region, he's got a really bright future. And I think you know the same thing kind of goes with what I said about Wyatt Clark. I'm gonna say the same thing about Malachi Ashford. Is you know he's going to get tested. There's gonna be multiple players that probably coach Russell could throw at him and you know say for Sam for example somebody like say he puts Hamilton on him is Hamilton's length and you know size going to bother Ashford is Hamilton quick enough you know to stay in front of Ashford I'm I'm sure Jackson's going to draw that assignment but um, everybody out there who doesn't get a chance to see Paris play on a regular basis you know come out and watch this kid you know he's going to be special and um that's I'm looking forward honestly to you know not to jump ahead but that Mason Campbell semifinal game is going to be really fun um, if both teams make it there but um, let's jump down to Thursday um, first game that night will be the uh, GRC who's the winners of the 40th and the uh, reigning state champions are going to face off against my Augusta Panthers here in the first round at six o'clock on Thursday and um, tough draw for coach Henson and the Panthers, Um, you know, coming off that district final game where, you know, when I talked to coach Henson, you know, he didn't necessarily think that they played real bad. They just couldn't get shots to fall. And every, you know, every chance they had a, you know, had a good look, it didn't go in. And there's nights like that. Um, Obviously against Mason County in the district finals, not a good time to have that night nor would a first-round matchup against Clark in the field house be a good time to have that night. Um, I know um, Connor Snap got hurt in the district finals. Uh, I heard tales of a separated shoulder or something of that nature. I'm not real sure what the um, diagnosis was this week. I don't know if I saw anything, but um, Augusta is going to need, you know, all their players at full strength in this one against Clark. Yeah, they've, they've drawn the unfortunate pill. I, I, I want to say this is the – third or fourth straight time they've made the region tournament. They've drawn Clark. Um, I know they did the year over at, at Clark. Yep. I was at Robertson, and that's when us and Brosser played in the first round. I think they were after us. Yeah. Yeah, I know that year, and then um, I want to say the year prior when it was at Mason, um, they, they drew each other. So I know of 
I believe three straight years now that they've that they've drawn them. I I, I could be stand corrected, but um, just a tough matchup. I mean, you think of the the size that you know GRC is going to present, um, and, and just the hunger that they're going to enter this tournament in of, of wanting to repeat and get back to Rupp Arena. And, well. Know, uh, Augusta struggled against the, the, the top tier teams in this region. You know, they've, they've, they've struggled. And, uh, you know, is this going to be a moment where can, can they, can they scratch and claw their way in this one? And, and, and like you said, the keys hit shots. They got, they got to hit shots. LJ Connor's a dynamic player. Uh, Colin Henson's got to get going and they just got to get, uh, they got to get three or four guys to, to find ways to, to put it in the hole and, and help maybe alleviate uh, the pressure that, that GRC is going to pull for. Well, and I think what makes this a little tougher is I also think that Coach Cook and GRC was tired of hearing people say that Mason County was the best team in the region. Um, they're entering the regional play, and they're probably going to come in with a little bit extra motivation just to prove that, hey, the region still goes through us. And, you know, here on the Stay Hot Podcast, we've said it every week that until a 10th region team beats them, you know, we're still ranking them number one. And um, I still think they're the team to beat this week, this week and next week at the Fieldhouse. But um, just, uh, you know, anytime you poke a bear like that, you know, or awake a sleeping giant or however you will, um, they always come out fired up. And I don't expect anything different from, you know, GRC. And you talked about how important guard play is in March. Well, GRC's probably got the best guard play in the tournament. Jerome Morton, Sam Parrish, Hampton is a lights-out shooter from the perimeter, and um, they're just <laughs> they're just really good basketball team. And you know, Coach Cook's done a great job of uh, keeping those kids hungry and kind of locked in and engaged. You know, after you win a state tournament, it's probably pretty easy to check out. You know, what else can you do in your career other than win two state tournaments? So, um, congratulations to Coach Cook and what he's been able to do with that team this year, and. Um, keeping them focused. All right, this last well, Snap also helps them handle the ball. He's 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 a scorer for them. He he usually guards the other team's best player. You know, Connor Snap wears so many different hats for the Panthers. If he's unable to go, that's just going to be uh, another, um, I guess, barrier they have to climb when they're already behind the eight ball. Yeah, tough, tough matchup. This uh, this last game of the first round is one I actually believe has potential to be the maybe one of the premier games of the tournament. I think you got two even teams. Um, I know if you look at record, Harrison County's record's a lot better than Scott's, but we've talked about this. You know, Harrison County's the winners of the 38th and Scott runners up of the 37th. Um, I think it's just now recently, the last couple of weeks, that Scott has played with a full team. So all those games yeah. early in the season where they, you know, went on stretches where they lost two or three or four in a row, whatever, you know, they were playing without a starter and an all-region player. And then once they got healthy, you're starting to see them turn around. And um, Scott's physical play could cause Harrison County some problems. But the times I've watched Harrison County play, they've been really physical too. I can see this game being in the 40s. Yeah, that's funny you said that because we just we put our preview out on on Lincoln KY today about about this game and you know that's what Coach Frommeyer said is you know don't be shocked if this game's in the fifties you know and 
or even the 40s, like you said. So I think it's going to be a physical battle. And the way that uh, I saw the 37th district championship between Scott and Campbell, the physical battle. I mean, if Scott could have hit some shots from the out, from the outside, they, 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 they could have won that game or at least put themselves in a position at the end to win it. But they just could not buy a bucket that night. And they're going to have to shoot it much better against a uh, Harrison County team that, you know, features a, a seven-footer in the middle and has a really good perimeter defender in Caden Custard and a guy that can, um, you know, essentially guard one through five in J.D. Kendall. So uh, it's a, a really interesting game. Um, I've been torn on it uh, as as kind of everything's going on. They The two did play back on January 6th, which was a tight Harrison County six-point win. But, you know, like you said, Harris or Scott was not full strength at that time. So I'm going to switch it around. I'm going to go Scott this time. I, I think they've got, uh, you know, what it takes to, to win this one. And, um, you know, no offense to throw, they've had a great season. But uh, I just don't know if they, they um, you know, have the, the quality uh, of, of schedule um, that has them maybe primed and ready for, for, for this tournament. And uh, that's, just, that's just how I'm going to go. Um, I'm torn as well. Um, maybe I'm wrong in saying this, but I think Harrison County may have the best player on the floor in Caden Custard. Um, a guard who plays a guard who does everything. Like he defends, he rebounds, he shares the ball. Um, I used to think he, you know, the best way to guard him was to leave him, leave him open from the perimeter. But a, a game in the last couple of weeks, he hit six threes, I believe, in the game. I'm not so sure that's the best way to guard him now. And I'm not, you know, something you could probably speak more on than I can. You know, does Scott have somebody that can guard him? Or is Scott play zone? Do they play man? I mean, I don't know. They've, but- they've kind of mixed it up. They've mixed it up. Um, but against Brossard, they went zone, actually, because they were playing man, and they, they switched over to – to zone in the district semifinals, and it and it worked wonders for them. They ended up pulling away and beat Brossard. I, I think you'll you'll see maybe a variety of uh, of how they'll guard it, but it's against the Breds. Well, and I'm probably I think if Scott plays zone, I think that gives them a better chance to win. I do personally. I mean, I don't know much about Scott. I know Coach Romeyer, and I know he does an excellent job, and I really like his style of coaching. Um, I'm a Terrence Brooks fan. Um, I really like his style of coaching as well. A little bit different style than mine. Terrence has that intimidating presence on the sideline that I'm not able to recreate. But um, I, I'm going with Harrison County here, and I think the difference is going to be J.D. Kendall. I think J.D. Kendall is uh, really taking his game to another level this year. You know, I understand your concerns about their schedule. You know, the one time they had a chance to uh, make a statement against Campbell, they came out kind of flat. Um, but um, I'm, I told you earlier in the week, and I told you just before we came on air, I won't be shocked if Scott wins, and um, I won't. But I've got to one-up you sometime. I'm tired of losing to you in these games. Where, so, Coach Brooks, I'm taking the breads. If you lose, it's on me. I'll buy you dinner. Because I never win these matchups with Evan, Coach Fro. Congratulations! You're probably gonna be on the right side of this one, but um, I just um, I don't know. I think one. I think part of me wants to be a little bit different than you, so we can have that little back and forth banner. But um, I I don't know. I just I'm going with Harrison County in this one. All right. Regardless well, of, 
Go ahead. We we know how this works out. So yeah, oh, I know. You'll be sure to tell me on Twitter too. I, I'll, I'm I'll be looking for that tweet come Thursday evening about nine thirty. Um, yeah, oh, I'm <laughs> I'm I know you'll at me. I know that, but you know. And here's the bad thing about these two teams who are, you know, pretty evenly matched. Uh, going to be a fun game, and the winner gets rewarded with GRC in the semifinals, which, you know what, honestly, this this regional tournament bracket is kind of set up to get the four best teams in the semis. You know, you got Mason, Campbell, GRC, Harrison, or Scott. Now, I guess if Scott were to win – you know, they've been more of the six, seven, eight range most of the year in rankings. But um, so technically, I think yeah, I mean, this, this is it's, go ahead. It's probably one of the better draws we've had. Yeah. I mean, you know, the last couple of years when Mason and Clark have been really, really good, they've played each other in the semis. Um, but we don't necessarily have to discuss the semis tonight because we may be able to get in a show on Sunday because those semis won't be played until Monday. So. I don't really know. I'm here, I'm here in Bracken County now, so just uh, bear with me and cut out for a second, too. Right, and if you can hear I me, I'll tell you. Can edit the chat. No, it's fine. Um, you're not you're not out long, so it's all good. But um, just um, the semifinals is you know gearing up to be two really good, exciting matchups. But we probably don't have to predict those tonight, Evan, because we can probably get a show in Sunday before the semis on Monday. Yeah, I should be able to do Sunday night. I've got uh, the ninth region semifinals at, I believe it's either 1 and 2.30 or 2 and 3.30. Well, you know. But, uh, I, I, sh I should be free that night. Well, we can be pretty flexible on our time Sunday night if you got to do it earlier. If we even need to push it back, that's not a problem. But, um, you know, yeah. so yeah. I don't necessarily want to talk about the semis till we know who's in it for sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that Monday night is, is really shaping up to be a, a night, and uh, I'm excited for it. I think the way the schedule works out, I'll be able to come down into those games, you know, as long as, you know, there's even if they're not to Northern Kentucky team, I'll do that because I think it's going to be a night of two really good games. Um, so it's one of my nights. Well, and um, something that you know, and, uh, games, which makes I just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm really excited. I don't know. If, the one thing I was, how do you feel about that carrying over into the Monday, Tuesday of the following week for the semis and finals? Well, they kind of have to do it that way. The way the girls state tournament is set up is the girls got to get done by Saturday because they're that first round of the state tournament starts Wednesday. So I think they do that to alleviate any weather concerns or if anything has to get postponed or canceled. So you know, it's it's tough the way they break it up, but I, I'm a big fan of, you know, and I'm sure you are too, of preparation, you know. So sure. who, whoever wins on Wednesday, whoever wins on Thursday, they get they now get a couple days prepare, and then boom, you win in the semifinals on Monday, you've got less than 24 hours to prepare. So, True. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of, of having a few days in between games, but I get it. You got to kind of get it in before the girls' tournament starts. Um, all right. I think, uh, you know, Evan's talking about going through a rough stretch there in the double A and Evan sounds like he's drinking and driving by the, uh, 
robotic talk because of his service. But uh, I think what he explained was the matchups, you know, the way the girls state tournament falls, they have to have those games on that, um, um, on Saturday, which pushes the boys back to Monday and Tuesday. So, um, the, uh, Evan, are you back with us? Can you, can you yeah, I can, uh, I think we lost him all together. I just lost him off my screen. Um, but you know, there's Evan back with us again. You know what what we go through here at the Stay Hot Podcast to try to keep our listeners informed is just um, you know just unmatched. I, I blame that Brooksville uh, cell phone tower. <laughs> oh, our, our our commitment, um, <laughs> our commitment to our listeners is unmatched. Um. It's funny you say that because I had uh, I had a couple people reach out like on either Sunday or, or Monday and it's like where's the podcast and I was like sorry man we just haven't had time so here we are oh, tonight I mean, we're dedicated it, we're dedicated folks listen if I had if I think I had three or four DMs on Monday morning wanting to know why it wasn't uploaded on Sunday what the deal is they're looking forward to it at several games I've coached at this year I've had random people come up and tell me how much they enjoy listening like it's crazy um we know um we got like just it's just crazy that but we we know how passionate the 10th region fan base is in this area um a lot of uh basketball fans that come and support the regional tournament, whether they have a team playing or not. And it's just, um, it's, I, don't, I don't know. It's just the 10th, this area is just passionate about their fans and or about their basketball and they're great 10th region basketball fans. So I'm not a bit shocked that, you know, 150 to 200 people are listening to this each week. Northern Kentucky. It's, it's just a lot more heavily populated area. There's a lot more going on where, the tents, you still have a lot of those rural county and, and small schools to where, you know, a lot of those people, this is, this is, you know, their, their Friday night. This is, you know, what they look forward to over the last couple of months. And then here moving into the next, you know, week or two with, with the postseason. So um, they're really embedded into their teams, their community and the, and the kids on those teams. So it's, it, it's a really guys. I hope you, I hope you're able to laugh and have fun with this. Like I am because, to hear Evan, every other word start and stop. It's just, I wish you all could just see Evan's facial expressions on the screen when he cuts out. Um, I should probably have made a compilation of just the different facial expressions that I'm able to see here. But, you know, give the man credit. The man's dedicated. He could be listening to his music. He could be eating his food. He could be solely focused on this game he's about to cover. But yet he's bringing us information here on the uh Stay Hot podcast and his expert analysis, but um, it looks like I've lost him again. And here he comes back. I feel like I'm doing a play-by-play of, you know, Evan Dennison's log in, log out on Zoom and the Stay Hot podcast. But um, no, we're gonna uh, we'll do a podcast this weekend on the uh, semifinals. But uh, you know, some basketball news this week. Um, I saw where um. Coach John Bentley of Montgomery County has decided to step down as the Indians head coach. Um, I think he stayed two seasons at the helm in Mount Sterling. And um, that's uh, Evan, I think that Montgomery County job is going to be a very intriguing job just by 
you know, what they return and, you know, a school of that size and what they have coming. And um, I think that that job may draw some uh, pretty big names. Yeah, it, it was rather surprising, to be honest. I, I, I didn't I didn't foresee that coming. Uh, coach Bentley had been there just two years and. You know, as a coach, it's kind of hard to really make your mark that that quick. You know, obviously, you know, you want to see some success and progress. And, uh, you know, them missing the region tournament the last two years, I'm sure, is a dark over over the team. But, um, you know, they it's still a, a very young and talented when you got, uh, you know, Fawns there waiting in the wings. Uh I think only, you know, two or three seniors on the roster. That's going to be an intriguing position to take over. But at district's not getting any easier. I mean, you still got Clark and, you know, Paris is on the rise. And Bourbon was was, was Coach Robinson has made some strides this year too. So uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, how that plays out. I've, I've heard the rumors and the names that I won't really discuss on here just to protect people that have told me. So. It'll be, be interesting to see kind of how that job hunt plays out. Right. Um, you know, I've heard names as well, and I'm not going to be shocked when it comes out with as far as who's interested and so forth. And, um, but, you know, whoever whoever takes that job or accepts that position, you know, knows going in the animal that is GRC. And, um, you know, I don't see them coming back down – for a while, but um, that's a tough district altogether, especially like you said, what Sean Ransom and Derek Robinson's done at Paris and Bourbon County. Um, those schools are making strides in Paris. You know, obviously the last couple of years, Paris has maybe passed Montgomery County for the second best team in that district. And um, I'd say at a school the size of Montgomery County with the talent they've got, not going to the regional tournament two years in a row is tough. And, you know, I just, you know, I know what kind of coach John Bentley is. I know what kind of human being John Bentley is. Um, I had to coach against him when he was at Estill County the year they went to Rupp. And, you know, he's he's a remarkable coach. And I, I still think if you were to ask me 10 years from now, um, which team did I ever play against that executed their offensive sets better than anybody else, I would say Bentley's Estill County team. And um, no matter what offense they ran, they'd run it till they got the layup or the shot they were looking for. And, you know, some of it could have been our defense. I'm not sure. But obviously they were good that t- year to win the 14th. And um, hope he lands on his feet somewhere because the man can flat out coach basketball and hopefully he finds a place that, you know, maybe maybe the right fit for him. Yeah, again, I'll, I'll point back to just years. You know, that's that seems like a rather short time to – put a leash on a coach, you know, and, um, uh, well, I, I, I got to watch, watch my words here, I guess, in a way, because, well, I just want to know, do you know something I say? Because the post had resigned. It, it, it did, but I know how that resign works. I resigned from a job several years ago too. Right. But I also know what the, I also know what the other option was. Right. So, so I know how that resign word works. I just didn't know if maybe coach Bentley, you know, we're not going to speculate here because I don't know, but um, yeah. I just thought, okay, I thought maybe you may have known something that I didn't. But regardless. I shouldn't speculate. I, I agree. But, yeah. I just know the man can coach, and I know there's a place out there that will appreciate having John Bentley on their sidelines. And, 
you know, I wouldn't mind seeing it in the 10th because I really like watching him work. And, um, but best of luck to him and other 10th region news hits a little bit closer to home. And, you know, Pendleton County looking for another or looking for a coach. Um, as Coach Ellsburn um, will not be coming back next year, as his Facebook said. And um, I've had a pleasure working with Coach Ellsburn this year. He's a stand up guy, great guy. Um, just, you know, he helped make my transition um, coming from another school, you know, to a larger school and just having him to bounce things off of and rely on and to help with the scheduling. And just, I mean, he was an asset to me. And, you know, I watched several of his games this year. And um, the man's passionate about basketball. He's passionate on the sidelines. He's passionate about coaching. And he's somebody else that I hope we see on the sidelines again here soon. Yes, yeah, a stand-up guy, you know, a guy that I've uh, developed a, you know, a personal relationship with in terms of weekly or monthly conversations, you know, just checking in on them. And yeah, it was, it was, it was a tough two-year stretch. I mean, there's, there's no other way around it. And, you know, there programs like that, at times you hit lulls. You know, you're not going to consistently churn out, um, you know, top-flight athletes in the region. And, uh you know, that, that talent disparity, I think, kind of showed the last couple of years where they just flat out struggled to put the basketball in the hole. You know, I don't know if, if even, you know, Coach K was there, if, if, if it would have made a, much of a difference. But, you know, they the games I, I had seen on, on uh, you know, film or uh, replays, you know, he, he had them battling and playing hard, but it was just a, a, a tough two-year struggle. And, you know, maybe the, the program – looks to go a different direction now and and, and, and what direction they go is, is yet to be known. But I, I do know they have a talented uh, eighth grade class coming up. Good luck to Stedman in his, his future endeavors. And um, he'll be a coach somewhere, whether it be in football or basketball. You know, people people may not know he, he went and played at, at Moorhead State for football. So right. he's a good football I mean, mind as well. So, you know, he'll, I, I have a feeling he'll be, he'll be coaching again whether it be on the sidelines as, you know, maybe a head coach or an assistant in basketball or, you know, the same thing as, as football as well. And I agree with everything you just said. And, um, you know, and the story or the game that I often refer back to and when I talk to Coach Ellsbury, you know, I watch his game against Holmes. Um, his defense, team defense was really good that night and only gave up 45 points to Holmes and still wasn't able to get the win. And, you know, I, I remember driving home that night just feeling for Coach because his defense was good enough to win. You give up 45 points in varsity boys basketball, you know, you should get the W. And um, it was just one of those nights where shots didn't fall and, you know, they had, had looks, offensive setting up, you know, good looks and just wasn't going in. And, and it was kind of the same thing in the district against Nicholas County. You know, just had trouble scoring the basketball and – um like you said, it'll it'll be it's yet to be determined if somebody else on the sidelines, you know, at Pendleton County will be able to improve in that area. Yeah, it'll be a thing to see who, you know, with these two opening up and it's funny how it works sometimes, man. I mean, some years you won't have but maybe one coaching change out of this. Well, I'm and I don't know if you know anything. Well, and I was going to say, I don't know if you know anything or, you know, I know you still have a lot of strong connections in the 10th. Um, 
but are there any other jobs maybe that, I, I mean, I don't know if there's any that are planning on being open. You know, I think the one I keep thinking about is Campbell, but, you know, I heard this week from somebody that Coach Russell's kind of in limbo, doesn't really know for sure if he's going to hang it up or if he's going to come back for another season or or what it is. Um, But, you know, this after the season, it's always a, uh, you know, it's a down time because I'm one of those people that, you know, I've been in their shoes. I've been asked to resign. Um, and it's never a fun moment, a fun day when, you know, or any, you know, nothing positive can come out of that situation when, you know, somebody's asked to resign or just, you know, chooses not to return to the program. And it's just, you know, when you're a coach, that hits a little different. Because yeah, and with, at the but, high school level, we're all year to year. That can happen to any of us, you know, from year to year. Right. And, and with Coach Russell, you know, this is his 25th season. And, uh, wow. you know, I, I've talked to him throughout the years. And, you know, this year I didn't really get a sense that he was, you know, maybe burned out or, or thinking about hanging him up. But I imagine that's a decision he'll make this offseason um, when, you know, things settle down. He'll, I'm sure he'll talk with his family and um, just kind of weigh out his options. But it, it would not surprise me to see him back on the sidelines next year and in the years beyond. Um, so uh, other than that, I, I don't really know of any. I mean, I imagine some things could could shake out, but uh, I feel like we've got a lot of, you know, new or fresh coaches in the region this year to where you, you may not see uh, much more turnover. But, you know, I've been I've been wrong on that before. Well, and and honestly, like I just stated, I hope there isn't a large turnover. I think we have a great group of coaches in the 10th. Um, we have a lot of good, you know, and not just good basketball coaches that are, but just good coaches that are passionate about kids and trying to help these kids get to the next level or whatever it may be, help them, you know, be better human beings in life or, you know, teaching them all these different things that helps them succeed in life, whether it be teamwork, discipline, you know, hard work. Um, but, we have a great group of, you know, and I think every district is blessed with great coaches. You know, they're all not in one district. I think the 10th is probably one of the uh, best regions in the state from a coaching aspect. And I've had the pleasure of working with the majority of them. And, you know, just like um, after we lost last night, um, I probably heard from 85 to 90% of the coaches in the 10th on the boys' side just reaching out. And that's the kind of fraternity that the 10th Region Coaches Association is. And um, they're just a special group of people that these relationships last, not just on the basketball court, but in life, too. Spoken like a true coach. Yeah, man, it's it's amazing. And it's like that on the girls' side as well. And, you know, it's just the way people, you know, the coaches help each other out. And, you know, I've never had one coach refuse to share film with me, even if we've not played their team yet. You know, for example, I mean, earlier in the year, Coach Hyatt Montgomery County shared a tape with me, knowing that it was possible he could play me in the future, and he still shared the tape. I mean, that's just, you know, there's good people like that on both sides, and the 10th region's really blessed. But um, anything else this week? I know you're traveling. You're probably close to getting there. I think the first game's about to tip off here between um, GRC and Nicholas County in about seven minutes. Um so, I know you're probably about there, but um, 
I'm glad we were able to get a show in because I know our fans were waiting. Yeah, man, it's always fun. Uh, you know, this this week is is nuts. You know, I, it started with four games on Sunday and then had a doubleheader Monday tonight, doubleheader tomorrow. <laughs> so it's it's my favorite time of year. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, you well, know, you get a little um, tired at times, but you enjoy it. I know a 10th region girls coach whose season ended late last night that for probably about $500 an article, he'll join up and help you and um, put out some good work. That's that's my weekly budget, man. So I can only get you for one story a week then. <laughs> well, but no, I'll, what I'll do is I'll incorporate all the games into one story. Okay. I got to get <laughs> – I got to get page views, though, man. I got to separate them. <laughs> um, unless, unless you think 20,000 people are all just going to read uh, one article. so I can get 20,000 people to read my work. I mean, man, I got away with words. I can get it done, but no. Case, you're worth $500, then. I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> um, I'm glad to see you getting back in the field house tonight for some 10th region basketball. I was worried about when you went up north that, um, and I knew that you were covering some teams in the 10th, but I just didn't know if you'd ever get a chance to make it back, cover the region, because I know a lot of times the 9th and 10th region may play on the same nights. And um, I know where the heart of your work's at, but uh, glad to see you're getting back to the field house tonight and get to see some of them old familiar faces. Yeah, it's really cool. You know, I mean, uh, seeing it both ways now with the 9th playing at, at Truist Arena at NKU. Um, and then you, you come back here to Mason County in, in the field house. And I don't know, maybe just call me old school or, or, or whatever, but I, I really enjoy the region tournaments and in high school gyms. And I, I've experienced that before with, with the 16th region being at Moorhead state. And it, it sometimes, you know, maybe outside of like the championship game, when you know, you can get 5,000 plus in there, uh, it, it sometimes could, you know, hurt the environment a little bit. Now, you know, there were some really good crowds last night at, at the ninth region tournament. I, I'd say, you know, 3,000-ish, give or take, maybe, people. But uh, it's so big. I mean, it's a 10,000-seat it's a arena. So the whole upper bowl is is empty. And then basically both baselines, you know, are, are sporadic. So it doesn't create that full, like, surround sound effect, maybe like a, a smaller high school gym would and, and, and get as loud. So, um you know, I, I really enjoy the high school gyms and, you know, we're heading down to the Mecca, you know, it's, this is where, you know, what, what high school sports is all about. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And again, I, I can't wait for that Monday, that, that semifinal night. Well, yeah. Cause I plan on, I plan on being there and maybe, uh, if I, if I get there early enough, I'll come over and speak before you get busy working. I don't want to interrupt your work. I know it's hard to keep up as it is with what's going on and, I just don't know how you guys do it, but man, I keep, appreciate me, away, keep me away from that Will Jones guy, so you can you can sit in the middle of us. Well, uh, hell, Will Will Jones is big time now. I mean, Jiminy Christmas, he got sat next to Matt Jones. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted sat next to Matt Jones. Well, I just see me and me and Matt have a lot of similar views on things, so I probably would have sat by him, but. I don't know if I would have got into an argument with uh, people at the scores table if I sat beside him, but that's just <laughs> me. Um, no, but um, Will Jones has done a good job with that 10th region.com this week and putting the brackets up and his previews. And um, Will's always good about sharing his information with me. So um, just give me a hard time, Will, man. Uh, but 
Um, I don't really have anything else this week, Evan. I just um, I'm glad we were able to get a show in because I was worried that with our schedules we weren't gonna make it happen. But once again, we were able to pull it together. Yeah, man, we got it rolling. So uh, be in touch with me on Sunday and let me know when you're free, and we'll get the regional semis going. Yeah, let's have a good week, and uh, hopefully we'll see uh, some some classics. Absolutely. And as always, stay tuned and stay hot.